Welcome to 239 Uncensored. Everything Southwest Florida and beyond with your host, Tim Jurad. This podcast covers it all. Real talk on issues from real estate to real crime. Join the discussion on hot topics to politics. Don't get left behind. Be in the know about everything Southwest Florida and beyond. Welcome, welcome, welcome to 39 Uncensored Everything Southwest Florida and Beyond. And we have a very, very special podcast today. We have Wayne Smith, and most of you guys that live in Collier County know Wayne. He goes to almost every function. Wayne, you're you're all over the place. And today is a very special day because today is Flag Day. It is that. And we have Wayne here who has a great story to tell, Wayne. And, and I'm honored to be here to interview in this podcast, interview you in this podcast. We've got an amazing man that lives right here in Collier County. And I know Wayne is probably going to be sitting there going, I don't say, you know, say these things. But Wayne Smith, what, what do you think about coming into the, the studio today? What's Well, this is a new, new one on me. I'll tell you, I've never been in front of TV like this. But you have quite an, quite an operation here. I'm looking forward to it. Wayne, it's, it's an honor. And a little bit about Wayne. Wayne is an Air Force veteran. Wayne was a POW, and we're going to talk a lot about that for over 1800 days five years two months and we're going to talk about those days and a little bit about you know what transpired give us a little bit about you wayne just uh you know you how long have you been in naples oh gosh long time really (laughs) (laughs) seems like it now i think it's over 10 years now for sure but uh it's probably been longer than that but i was 55 when i was able to retire from my businesses after i got out of the air force i'll talk about that but So then I came to, after retiring at age 55, I'll be 80 in two weeks. Oh, you look great. (laughs) I can only hope to be like Wayne. For a long time and uh, really enjoyed living here, but uh, it's been, uh, it's been great. I honestly, gosh, the more I stay here and of course travel other places, I realize what a heaven this is. It really is. Yeah. You know, Wayne, that's great. And then being retired at 55 uh-huh. and i know you worked hard to get there right oh yeah <laughs> uh you know it, it doesn't come easy I, I was lucky i was able to retire at 54 uh-huh. um, right at 54 and um you know from law enforcement i did 31 years here at the sheriff's office i did my time uh-huh. uh in the u.s military four years in the u.s air force but let's go back to okay. when you when you signed up for the air force and we're going to talk about your your pow days Tell us what was going on in the country and, and give us the year and, and you know, how things, how you ended up jumping on into the military. Okay. Well, that is a really shock to everybody that did that. But uh, I'll go back a little bit further than that. Uh, I was born in a little town of Richmond, Kentucky, of all places. Okay. I still have a little bit of that accent. A little bit. And, uh, and my, my mother had left my father when I was two, so I never knew him. And uh, then I was pretty much raised by my grandparents, my grandfather and grandmother. And my mother was working at Bluegrass Ordnance Depot, which was near uh, where we lived, but it was a long way around to get to it. But that there, when they were, when she was there, uh, they were storing the nuclear waste from World War II. That's why they called it Bluegrass Ordnance Depot. 
Okay. Unfortunately, that uh, took her in and several others who were with her, but uh, it was a cancer that got to her. It also got to my sister, too. It was my only sister. <clears throat> and so I was raised by my grandparents who were not affected by it, but they weren't really going into the, in and out of that plant like the rest of us were. So I was very fortunate I didn't get any kind of uh, effects of, of the bluegrass. So. Um, but anyhow, I was able to uh, later move to Richmond, Kentucky. I, I actually, I should say, I went through a great school because of my mother's death. They let me go to Eastern Kentucky State Teachers College. Okay. But I was there as a guinea pig for the teachers. There were 30 of us in, in the classroom. And I was there from grades one through seven. Okay. And it was a wonderful opportunity. Uh, when my sister was there, uh, she was taking dancing lessons after school. And I was taking piano lessons, of all things. And became a fairly accomplished. I heard you. Yeah, of all things. <laughs> and we got to mention Crazy. Lois, right? Lois oh, yeah. uh, Bowen. She, oh, you, you guys God. are yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we we love Lois, <laughs> and you guys are uh, just the fixtures yeah. in the community. But anyway, as a result, uh, I had pretty good grades, and uh, and I had my piano. And, but I was told that there was an opportunity to go to one of these academies, the military academies. And uh, as it turned out, I had a pretty good grade point average. Uh, it, well, it's over 98 point something. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah. Wayne. That's good. <laughs> but as it turned out, I thought I was number one in my class, but Lois told me that I was really number two in class. <laughs> but as a result, I was able to get an appointment to the Air Force Academy. And I was very fortunate there because uh, I didn't know how I was going to get through, scrape through college. And uh, so Senator Thruston Morton was the one who, who nominated me, and they put me in there. And so yeah, I, senator, yeah. senator has to get you through. Right? Oh yes, yeah. well, yeah. or a that congressman. Referral, yes, right, right. Uh -huh. And uh, they're appointed, and I was very fortunate to to uh, have that opportunity. And at the time, the Air Force Academy was almost new. In fact, I was in the seventh graduating class. Wow. I graduated in there in '65. So you that, started you up. It, you started up like sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yep. And uh, so it worked out really well for me. I had an opportunity to uh, uh, play in the athletic department. So, what was, sports uh, did you uh, do? Well, football and the basketball. But basketball was my uh, uh, forte. Interestingly enough, we were the best defensive team in the country. No kidding. Can you believe Air that? Force. But those days they didn't have a stat, didn't have a time clock. Right. You could just, you could just right <laughs> so we just held the ball. Yeah, we were so ball. small compared yeah. to going against, you know, Sundor or those kind of guys. Yeah, it's always amazing, like how the Air Force <laughs> Academy folks can compete because they're super smart, right? That's, so, well, so, maybe <laughs> they're super super smart, and they they're able in football and all yeah. the all those athletics. So yeah, Division One. Yeah. So, yeah. But we usually as small as we were in those days. Now got big taller guys because sure. the cockpits are bigger yeah. yeah so you know when you were literally had to be, to be small to get in there yeah. Get in, yeah well yeah was there was there actually back then was there like a height uh if you were over a certain height you couldn't yeah you couldn't there, go there, in the, when the i was there yeah. they were worried about you you know getting popped getting into an thing, airplane right? yeah. yeah right so but that's no longer a big issue they got big airplanes cut now. your legs off <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> air force great yeah 
So when you were in the Air Force Academy, you graduated. Where, where did you go? And I mean, when you're mm-hmm. in the Air Force Academy, you got flight time there. You- we had a little bit. Of, and and then interestingly enough, we, we didn't have any vacation time in the summer. Right. We, we were there almost year round. We had maybe two or three weeks off to go see our homes and whatever. And then we were back in there. But during the summer, you would have a lot of different types of uh, outdoor activity. I mean, we had to learn how to hike, for goodness, right. for instance, in the mountains. Survival. We had to learn how to swim in the ocean. And so we were pretty active during summer months doing that sort of type of thing. We weren't in classrooms because our, our uh, instructors had to take a little time off. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's progress along a little bit as far as you had training, right, yes. as far as flight training. At right. the Air Force Academy, what mm-hmm. types of planes did they have? Like the T well, we, we had or we way had before a, that. We actually at the Air Force Academy didn't do a lot of flying. Right, we had a little indoctrination to flying, and but uh, when you uh, take an opportunity, you suggest what, what do you want to do when you get out, and we say, "Oh, I'd like to fly," and ninety percent of us did. What was that process? I mean, could you you obviously had to go through, yeah, a, a, a vetting process that determine whether or not right. you were capable to do that. Well, first of all, you credit and how good your grades were, for instance, you get your pick. So if you want to go to airplanes, you've got to want one, they have to check you out first to see if you're in pretty good shape. But usually they don't really know that until you go to the first couple of weeks of pilot training. And one of the things they did was pretty smart is they allow you to have 12 hours of, of uh, instruction in a, in a, like a 70, a 172. Okay. Cessna 172. And they give you 12 hours in that and to find out if you could fly, you know, have an aptitude. Actually, they try to find out if you can hold your, <laughs> your stomach. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Which is true. And some people can't. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So after 12 hours, they figured they, and, all that and I was telling you when I was in the Air Force, I got the opportunity and was oh, Air, yeah. Air, Airman of the Month, right? So I got to go up oh, F sixteen yeah. in a D model oh, there you in go. the bag. It was like being strapped on a number two pencil uh-huh. and going and and of course those pilots, they really they talk to each other before you go up. And they say, let's see if we can make this yeah. airman sick. Uh-huh. And that's like their goal. Oh, yeah. And I was holding it in. I'll tell you what, it wasn't easy, but I was I didn't I didn't get sick. Oh yeah. 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 So you did so you did the training and then yep. you got out of the Air Force Academy. Where did you what was your next assignment? We'll yeah, move on to yeah. where you yeah, I went actually to pilot did. training at Moody Air Force okay, Base. Moody, and then yeah. I went through several other uh, airplanes. And then I uh, was in pretty good shape with respect to order of merit and all that kind of thing where whatever plane I was taking, but, uh, I wanted to go in fighters. Some guys had to go into, you know, tankers. Right. <laughs> so, and it was by order of merit and you had to be able to be up in your class in pilot training. So I was pretty fortunate and uh, was lucky to get, uh, not only an F4, but I was in an F4 D, the brand new model. The reason I had a D was because it was used for the walleye missile. Okay. And there were only four airplanes that used the walleye missile. So uh, it was pretty, it was pretty good shape to, to have an opportunity to get in, into that aircraft. Yeah. And I, I used to see those F4s and they used to yeah. take off. And I mean, it was, that thing is like, that thing is like, <laughs> 
a fortress, right? When oh, you're flying yeah. and, and you can, you're going to tell some stories, I'm sure. But those things used to smoke and take off. Oh, maybe yeah. Take it but man, what an airplane. Well, they, you know, a lot of people didn't like that black smoke. Yeah, right, it's really right. funny how people said, gosh, look at that stuff. But uh, Hey, it pushed you. Oh, it did. It pushed yeah, you, thank you had, you had two big engines on it. Yeah. Two big, uh, yeah. And uh, it, they, you hit the afterburner, and it made a lot of noise, too. <laughs> Tell me about your, do you remember your first flight that you went by yourself in an F4 and oh, returned my. back? Tell me about that. Oh, gosh. Uh, that was pretty, you know, it's kind of hard to remember now that you mentioned it, but I'll tell you, it was exciting. And just to do that now, we had uh, soloed in several other aircraft, but nothing like the F-4. But, I mean, gosh, we could do Mach 2.4 out of those things. Do you ever get like, because I remember the first time I got my driver's license, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. going to drive by myself. Uh -huh. You get that plane. Do you ever like just go, let's go see what it will do? <laughs> wait, I wait i'm not gonna say wait it. it's over you can say what you want now uh, at this point i know but true yeah it is Just burn up a little bit of gas yeah but uh, fuel, i don't i don't want to be a plate for him to follow <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't want to be that does it? but um yeah so tell us a little bit about that f4 and and mm -hmm. how you know it's it's kind of like i guess when you when you have like a favorite car yeah. right and you you drive it and you appreciate it yeah. and it's it's probably saved your life that aircraft you actually get that feeling with that aircraft oh yeah yeah you do and it's a really a loud aircraft a lot of people don't realize once you hit those afterburners you you have to wear air tags if you're near the runway even and so it's really a got a lot of thrust on it and um but it's a big airplane. It carries a lot of stuff. We carry atomic weapons on it, plus, right. plus you know, kinds of missiles. And uh, we had the big gun. Uh, gun. I what? Forget. It was a Gatling gun. Twenty mil. What? Twenty millimeter. Twenty mil, Right. Yeah, yeah. We used to load those twenty mil. Oh yeah. yeah. Those yeah. things, and uh, they have explosive warheads in them. Yeah. So if you hit anything, it's going to blow it up. Yeah. Of all things, and you could fire twelve hundred rounds a minute. Wow. So is that right? I think it is. For some reason, it sticks in my head at 1,200 <clears throat> knots or 1,200 uh, uh, rounds. Well, anyway, it's it's fully loaded for sure, and it's a big airplane. You know, you yeah. have to climb up a big ladder to get inside the darn thing, and uh, so it's uh, quite a quite an quite an animal. They, now they've got them even more bigger and you know, faster. So yeah, I bet they're easier to fly now, though, because I bet when you yeah. when you get in an F four. I, and I, I'm not taking anything yeah. away from the current pilots, but you know everything's digital. That was how how much how much of that F4 was like manual. I mean, was it like? Mm. I mean, it, did it yeah. take some some when you go on a flight on F4 and you go on a mission, depending on how long it right. is? What what did you feel like when you came back? Well, I was tired. Number one, and you, I'll tell you, you why. Because I'm flying out of Ubon, Thailand, and I'm going right to the center. I'm going to Hanoi, for instance, right, or right. right up on the China border. That's a long way to go. So we've, got, tanker, we've got tankers taking us up and tankers coming us back. Wow. And if we're out there for 20 minutes, we're out of, out of fuel. Wow. I mean, we have to be at the tanker because we're an afterburner doing, you know, like I say, more than twice the speed of sound. So it's uh, quite a job when you've got afterburner going for 20 minutes or so. Does that thing heat up? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a silly question. Well, yeah, it's pretty warm, but it's fit. It's outfitted for you know yeah. that kind of use. So. All right, let's take it. Let's take it into you know when you're in war in battle uh -huh. because I've never really. You know, I've talked to a lot of pilots. I've mm -hmm. you know been around. I've been exposed to the Air Force myself being in, yeah. loaded a lot of mm -hmm. F-16s. We had F-16s, a lot lighter, you know, just a lot different. When you get a mission and they all bring you in for a briefing yep. and you guys walk out to your aircraft mm -hmm. and you get up in that aircraft. Right. That's the real game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, people talk about, you know, these... NFL players being heroes and, mm -hmm. and, and, and and to some extent they're good people, right? We're not saying right. anything bad, but real hero gets in that F4, mm -hmm. climbs up that ladder. Give us that experience. Well, you've had a lot of experience, first of all, before they put you in combat. And in fact, I was at Eglin Air Force Base. Uh, North Florida. North, yeah. Checking out in that aircraft because I'd gone through pilot training at Moody Air Force Base right. in, in Mississippi. Yeah. But anyway, the, uh, so you're pretty well acclimated to high speeds and whatnot, but the, the F4 was even faster than anything I'd been in. The T-38 was a very fast airplane. We could do 1.5 Mach. And those are light, right? Yeah, they're real light. And, and they're, training that. Yep. Little training thing, little yeah. white thing, you know, yeah. at the time. Now they're different, of course, but uh, that was a lot of fun too. You could do a lot of things with that. And uh, one of the things you had to be careful out in the States is you, you, you have to keep careful that you didn't, you know, hit uh, more than speed, speed right. of sound, Crash right, low windows. level or something. Because <laughs> you, you could kill a lot of cows running across the <laughs> pasture. Yeah. I'll be laying yeah. down. Yeah. But, you know, it's you have to be careful. Yeah. So when you get, so when you have a brief in case okay, so you have a yeah. mission, let's yes. go, let's go over to a lot of times you took off out of Thailand. For, for, oh, yeah. yeah for, oh, for, that's for where I was. Right? I was in Ubon, Thailand. <laughs> so you have a mission, and they all get yeah. you together and say, hey, guys, this yeah. is what we're doing. This yeah. is what we got going. Now, one of the things that I should mention is I only flew out of Thailand, and I only flew over North Vietnam. Right. Well, never flew down to South Vietnam. Well, that's pretty So that you know, we amazing. that's what we did, and we never you know got near South Vietnam. But uh, anyhow, we could come back over land or over sea either way to come back and hit the tanker because we hit the tankers just as soon as we go in and and uh, i mean we get off the tanker but we would come back on the tankers as soon as we came out so we could use up that whole aircraft in one half just, hour yeah just trailing it oh yeah so when you go when you get your mission you go you, you get it and then you fly over have you had air to air combat with the other aircraft mostly or oh, was yeah. it mostly yes, air to we ground had. we'd no, we'd done oh a little bit of both all right not, yeah we we did that we, we combination bombed, we sometimes bombed bridges right great time to you know stop a traffic because we would go after the doomer bridge almost three times a, a, <laughs> a, Let it go. a, a week and uh and that was pretty heavily defended too they would have such black smoke up there it's a wonder they didn't kill us all but uh somehow we could fly through them and jink and all that kind of stuff but uh and then 37 57 white stuff was a little lower okay but that 85 millimeter could go up to thirty thousand feet if you're up that high wow so they knew we wouldn't go that high but yeah 
you had to get up pretty high just to keep uh, leaning your gas. So now, when you we know obviously when you got shot down, uh-huh. prior to getting shot down, did you get shot at and get hit and have to get your aircraft back to base, or was it when a, when you got shot? The first time yeah. you went down, or how did that all go? Yeah, well, a couple of stories, maybe a little bit. About yeah, that. I got hit. It's pretty early to see, and they, you know, grabbed a chase plane to see how badly it was damaged and all that. But uh, I knew it was in pretty bad shape. One engine was had two and a half aircraft lengths long of flame coming out of it. Wow! And the other one was ready to go too, but it, it was still running. <laughs> did you actually bring it into the? You brought it into the back to the airfield oh no 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 that's what you went no i was going to go back over land they said you you can't make it when you got to go over water and then they had all the destroyers they they must have had 10 ships out there waiting for me in uh, 15 minutes they were all parked up there waiting waiting for me Um, to um, jump out and the plane um what happened was i was going to try to make the water okay and make it simper unfortunately the plane decided to dive straight down and I was already losing altitude, you know, going slow in a one engine, barely moving. And uh, I knew it was going to be tough to get to the even to the ships. And sure enough, the plane just all of a sudden did its own thing and went straight toward the earth. And I and don't you punched. Oh, I had to punch then and there. And then within seconds, I'm in a tree hanging in a tree. <laughs> that quick. Yeah. And that, unfortunately, there was a village nearby that coastline and uh now is this the, is this the incident you were taking as a pow yeah, yeah. okay oh, yeah. okay yeah i was only shot incident. i only shot down once, okay so, all right yeah, yeah. but that's some good. guys that's some guys thing. made it back two or three times actually. that's what i was wondering yeah. i was like well so now you punched out yep you got shot down punched out right and next thing you know you're in a tree yep Hanging in and tree. then you have an idea where you're at but you probably your bearings yeah, were probably I knew, like, I knew it was close. You was not close. in good shape, though. No, I, and I hoped that I could, you know, make it somehow. And if this was an afternoon thing, and I thought, well, maybe I could hide and something like that and then use the darkness to get out toward the, the, uh, the coast. Because uh, I could see the coastline right, you know, in front of me almost really? three miles away. Really? Yeah, yeah. And that plane just decided to go on its own and went straight down. So the the – Ships were out there waiting for you to try to bring it down into the water. You couldn't make it back to the right. water. You went right. down, yeah. boom. Yeah. And then next thing you know, you're in a tree. This is North Vietnam. Yes. What approximate area? Uh, Do you remember? Oh, yeah. It was up the same latitude as Hanoi. Okay. Okay. Right pretty, there. Pretty yeah. close because that's where I was. Yeah, that's where you. And, and I just went straight east. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. You have to go yeah, east that way. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what happened. Go. So you were in the tree. And did you make it down to the no, tree? Oh, I was in a near, almost near been. a village, as it turned out. Okay. And it didn't take much time at all before they had me captured. They were on me like ants. Each pulling on my trip, my flight suit and everything else. And they, <laughs> then they hit, then they, they, there would be a truck coming down this dirt road. And I could hear it. They bust blindfolded and all that. And my hands right. behind the back kind of thing. And then they... That's true hero right here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know you don't want to be told that, but man, you yeah. unbelievable. But anyway, the truck started coming down the, the uh, this dusty road and everything, and then they, they would take me and throw me in a ditch and go, shh, do it like that. And you had no idea. What... I had no idea. What what the thing going on? Well, uh, they were, I found out later, much later, 
uh, from another POW. He, I said, what was that after I was, after a couple of weeks of trying to get out of this problem I went in and a lot of bad torture and stuff on the beginning of yeah, that phase because yeah. they wanted to beat you to death almost and then think they could get information from you. So anyhow, uh, when I was thrown in a cell and I learned the tap code, we, you know, had to figure out how to get in communication with somebody else because I was in solitary confinement for months. And uh, anyhow, they uh, guy told me, he said, oh, you didn't know this? He said, there's a price on your head. Those people would, I yeah, they, they would actually, uh, they would hide me. And, and tell me to sh- sh- be quiet. So nobody else would get so you. So nobody again, they'd jump on top of me and tell me to be quiet. And then the, the other people would come, we call them gooks, but anyway, they put them, they'd come by and, uh, and they'd hide me and then they'd pick me up and take me on. I found out later that there's a price on my head. And if they went to the right authorities, they would get paid for it. Wow. And they would kill each other in order to take me away from us so they would get the money. Right. So there, mean, there must, the word must have been out. If oh, yeah. these If these Americans come down or this happens, yeah. then you bring somebody, That's then you right. get your money. That's exactly You right. get your money. Yep. Wow. So how how was that? How Do you remember the the time like that? So you were in tree, you come down, you were taken to obviously a POW camp, yes. uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. Was it a long ways away from where the? It obviously, it took a couple of days to get there. Walking, and walking. then they put me. Then they finally and put me in a no, truck. You have no idea. You were blindfolded the whole time. Yeah, I was blindfolded for the, the whole time. Did you hear any English at all? Mm, not till I got into Hanoi that I okay. recall. Okay. Yeah. I think that's true because, you know, they finally got me, and then <laughs> they wouldn't let other even the guards talk to us in right. English. They had to had the right people to to do it yeah hope i'm not taking too much of your time no here. you never I, i'm just like fascinated by this this is fascinating yeah. and, and and again when i say fascinated i just it really is amazing that and i and i look across the table here that you know what somebody can endure mm-hmm. for their country you know and their flag and everything that goes with it you know being in the military myself it, yeah. you know you feel like that's what you got to do, right? Yeah. You know, but I never was in a situation like that. So walk me in from the maybe, obviously, we have to, mm-hmm. you know, you were there for five years, two months. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of things happen. Probably have to go through all, each one of those, yeah. and I don't want to do that. But yeah. um, what is what is it like when you, the first couple days, and then what what is the most difficult part, or what was the most difficult part for you mm-hmm. from day one throughout did, I mean, does it ever get any better? Or? Yeah, it, there were periods where it would get better. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Uh, well, you know, if you go through that and you're in solitary and you hear tapping on the wall and you have to find it. He said, Gee, what's that? And finally a guy yelled through me. Then they put me about every one day into what we call the bathhouse, which was <laughs> it had and they already had POWs there. So they only put you at one end of the thing. And then about eight stalls up, they put another guy. So they only put two guys in this thing, but they used to have a, a whole path thing. And I hate to describe that thing. <laughs> what it yeah, was. I'm sure I started to climb in this tub like thing. Uh-uh. There was another little thing that you had to take your cup out of. 
and use that finite little finite supply and throw it over yourself to get a little. Well, you only get it once a, once a week. Wow. Then to get the blood grime off of you and stuff. So anyway, uh, that was a whole different idea of taking a shower. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But we found a way to yell down the drain. The guy yelled, "Hey, new guy." Tap code, five rows, five columns. The C and the K are the same. So what? The C and the, well, we only needed 25 letters. Right. Five rows, five columns. An A the was a one, K. one. A B was a one, two. And a, a C was a one, three. A C and the K are the same. Right. So you need 25 letters. Then you go to the end of the So uh, that worked. But then we found so many other different ways to use that uh, that issue there. So we could use that tap code and whatnot. By the way, I found a way being youngest in the camp. Uh, they would ask me to pick up our, uh, I call it SHIT camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> what I did was find a way to uh, talk with my hands. And it, we had the same code with our hands. Uh, five rows, five columns, the C and the K are the same. So an A would be a one, a B is a one, two, one, two, one, three is a C and a K. And then you could go to four, five, and you get to Z. So anyhow, we, we used a way to, to do our hands. Finally, I found a way to even use our hands to show, like, my name would be W. Right. A Y N E. So I found a different way to, to use almost like hands. a sign language. Yeah, it was quicker. Yeah, right. Quicker. <laughs> so, yeah. Let's just do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but, but then it's got to be visual, though, right? If oh, you're yeah. doing that. So visual, you'd be like everybody walking by really would be, quick. If you're walking by, think you're going to be peeking, peeking out this little thing. And then we had to sometimes squilch, you know, make little marks to get the thing so you could see through it. It was a little, little, it was about the square of a two inch by three inch. And they would lift it up and down and peek in. So the door, the whole door was closed. It was dark, you know. Yeah. And they had a little light bulb, empty light bulb. So what was it like? What was it like temperature wise? It was yeah. really hot. Humans. Really hot. Just humans. like you yeah. could imagine, very, right? Very yeah. bad sometimes. Very bad. Yeah. So, and you obviously had, did you have when you were there, did you know that? guys were coming leaving passing away yeah i mean did you did you kind of know i mean you kind you kind of yes. get like a row right yeah of, once we got uh communication with one another that we were able to pass that that stuff down and we would always listen to hear what the senior ranking officer in that particular camp was passing down <laughs> so yeah so what if, if you if you blurted out something they just come in and just beat you down or yeah that could happen. It could happen. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't want to take a Sometimes chance. Sometimes that did happen too. Yeah. And and something that I learned, um, you had John McCain. Yep. Next to you. Yes. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, he was a, he was shot down the day before I was. By the way, they put everybody Senator John McCain. Yeah. In case you <laughs> they, they they put everybody when I, when I got there, there were people there years and they hadn't done it this way, but they decided to put us in order of shoot down and the reason for that was they didn't want the old guys to find out what's going on in the world i got it and they knew we had some communication and so they were very careful about 
And the senior ranking officers, they knew we went by their order of merit. They were in, they weren't just uh, solo. They were in solitary confinement. They weren't near anybody else. So, but with me, like for instance, in various camps, the youngest guy would take care of all the bad stuff. I mean, you know, the, and so I found so many different ways to communicate to get to those fellows because I would empty their. Hand. Yeah. I would. I mean, simple thing. The simplest thing was take the thing and I would take the inside of the, the lids and mark on them because they're all gunky. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I could switch lids and I could write a letter to them. Things like that. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So we had to be. Yeah. Smart. So yeah, five years. And then let's talk a little bit about, did you ever feel that you were going to be there and you were going to not make it out? No, for some reason you we always all had that figured there's got to be a courage, way to do right? that. But then they had the two years layoff. They stopped bombing for two years, and we said, "Yeah, oh, it's quiet." We know we thought maybe they left us. So it's over. Yeah, but it was because of the Paris peace talks. It went on for, like I say, about two years, and we were, and then finally, rumble, rumble, rumble. We said, "What the hell is that?" B fifty two. Man, the whole Ooh. the whole earth shook right. when they came over. Right, and they were pinpoint bombing, and they bombed the heck out of them. They did a whole dense place. Even though it's about, it's all, it's not wooden. Right. <laughs> it's nothing but stone. And uh, so it didn't burn everything down, but uh, it uh, made a big difference to them. You know? how, how did you keep your mental capacity, your health? I mean, you could, mm-hmm. you had limited probably food, yeah. water. I mean, how did yeah. you do that for five years? Well, uh, <laughs> best you could, right? I mean, you it's survived. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, we survived on it. But, you know, the, the winter months, we ended up with uh, what we call sewer greens. And uh, it was just, I, don't know, I didn't know what it was. But they would take, you know, water, boiled water, and they would pour pig fat in it and some pig rinds and cook that stuff up as a broth. And so we would eat that twice a day, nine o'clock in the morning and five o'clock at night. And, uh, and then sometimes we get a piece of, a little piece of bread with it, especially in summer months. And, uh, that helped. Uh, and then we carried a little jug of water and we get our water every once a day and take it back to our, our stalls each one at a time, you know, kind of thing. So, uh, that worked. And then, uh, in the, uh, 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 then we had sewer greens, like we call it. Yeah, <laughs> just, it was just what? beet, pig fat stuff, and then of course the, the uh, uh, well, that was pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in summer months was pumpkin soup we call it, but it didn't look like pumpkin soup. I don't know what it tasted like either, but it it was the same pig fat and poured grease in it and it poured up a pumpkin thing, but it didn't taste like pumpkin. But we had that twice a day. Kept us alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. What was the, your thought? Like, I mean, I'm sure there were times that you were thinking, you know, family, what oh, about yeah. people? Did, you know, people, are they going to come? Or, I mean, yeah. knowing that you're an American, a true patriot, and you're still like that today, you knew <laughs> eventually it was going to come. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. When you started the very first time that you were like, we're going to get out of this place. Uh. Did it come that quick? Well, yeah. hard to 
I just can't remember when that happened until the bombs came for sure. The, so when the B-52s came. When they came first started, yeah. when it stopped, we said, well, maybe the war's ended. You know, and then it just kind of for two years didn't end everything. So, and we still heard. Two years. Think about that. Two yeah. years. Amazing. That was Paris peace talks, they call yeah. it. And uh, so we didn't really get the grid. And they didn't want us to to know that there was anything going on in the talks sure. and stuff. And sure. so they kept it pretty quiet. So they even put a, they even put a squawk box in there though. And you know why they put that in there? So that they could pipe Jane Fonda's talk to the men in the South. Yeah. Go home, go home. Don't, don't. that was unbelievable. So we don't have a lot of love for no Jane love for Bond. Jane, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what gets really gets me really fired oh, up right God. now. That's a whole nother day, right? Oh, I'm just saying to myself, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, I get frustrated at people today. We, you know, we are. We, you know, obviously, we can go on a whole tangent of that about. You know, you you put you put something you put somebody uncomfortable for a day or two nowadays, and it's the world's ended. That and I think about way. you for you know five <laughs> years too much. And I know when you're doing it, you're you know, it's it's one of those things yeah. that you just it's it's the mind is amazing how it can work for you, and yeah. and hopefully with a positive attitude you can you can get through it. Let me ask. you, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say when they did come over, they decided, oh gosh, we got to take care of them. They took us up to the, the uh, Chinese border and took us all out of there. And we were up there for, I don't know, six months or eight months or something like that. And, and this is when you guys were freed up? No. This is, oh, no, this we is... were up in, on China border. And they didn't want us in there. Oh, they didn't want they you down they in coming the, after and, us. Yeah, off with the bombings. And then they bombings. took us back I got down and put, but then they put us in big groups and like a big gymnasium for one place and they parked us in there and there was no room for us to put our rice mats except in the middle of the floor and we would walk all the way around that gym kind of thing uh but at that point you guys could yeah you could we, run then into we each were other yeah yeah, yeah and then of all things we all what we did all day long was teach each other things some people taught each other how to play bridge Right. And all those different things you could right. do. Just to keep bridge. your mind working. I didn't get, and the rest of us would have classrooms set up. And we could teach each other languages. I mean, you can't believe it. And one of my best friends, Guy Gruder, good man, also Air Force Academy, he had had uh, so much uh, knowledge in math, in math, calculus is big. <laughs> He taught me how to solve the surface area of a soap bubble using calculus of variations. Oh my God. Can you believe that? <laughs> You're like, because he went, how am I going to apply he left, this? He one? left the Air Force Academy and went straight to, to brilliant. To brilliant. Went to, uh, I forget what university he went to. I think of it, man. But big math school, you know, and learned how to do yeah. all that because of, uh, couldn't believe it. Calculus of variations, it's called. Amazing. Yeah, you're, that's like some heavy duty stuff there. <laughs> but I even taught that. German. I had two years of German. Yeah. I had five years of Latin, though, because in high school, there's a little girl I like who like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, ich spreche ein klein bisschen Deutsch. For my couple years in Germany, yeah. I speak yeah. a little German. And then yeah. uh, my daughter's mom, German, she passed away a couple years ago. But, uh, but the, let me ask you this. Sure. The, let, let's go on to, the day you you were free okay could you believe it 
Yeah, we were worried about it because they took us out in groups. And the reason they did that was just to make sure it's going the way we wanted to. So, but the one thing that we did, and somehow we got the word out somehow, is we will be released in order of shoot down. And the reason for that was, is there were, uh, well, the war was still kind of going on. It was sort of stopped. And so our people that were, you know, taking care of us said, well, uh, we'll let some people go free. And right out of the group, they let three people go. No, any kind of. No rhyme or reason. Nothing. nothing. And then uh, three or four months later, then three more went. And then our senior ranking officer passed the word down with tap code. No one leaves unless in order of shoot down. And so everybody said, yeah, it's a good idea. Wow. Because we had guys that were coming out that have been there for a year or two, and others have been there seven years. So that was the game. And uh, we all agreed. And there was only one case, though. We had one 18-year-old fellow. <laughs> Bless his soul. I won't mention his name. I guess a lot of people get this word. But Doug is last first name, Doug. But Doug was an 18-year-old seaman, and he fell off a destroyer. He fell off and got scooped up. You know, you know that <laughs> book with the guy that Benny uh, took yeah. that boat? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, he did the same thing. He, he moved in uh, six days, for the seven days? Six days, I think, to, to, to go 12 miles swimming. And he was a strong swimmer. Had to goodness. be. Thank goodness. Made it to shore. They captured him. And he, uh, it was funny. He said he wasn't captured. He wasn't uh, uh, captured. He was saved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine after it. being in the water. But, yeah, but uh, they put him back in. in the thing. And Dave, he'd been there for a long time. He had a lot of duties because he was out running around. He was 18 years old. But they, he, he didn't want to leave, but they took him okay. to the heart. And the senior guy said, if he may goes, that man goes. You know, da, da, da. And uh, But he waited until he had everybody's name, everybody's father, everybody's mother, and their kids' names even. He had every way to get to them and let them know that they were okay. Wow, that's amazing. Wow, that's amazing that someone could do that. So let's go ahead and move forward. We got a couple more minutes left, but okay. you get released. You come back to the United States immediately, or you get in, and what what is what is that must have been? <coughs> yeah, we a had a very be, difficult yeah. situation. Debrief for just, yeah. I mean, just being able to assimilate back into society must have been like amazing. And you probably didn't even yeah. it didn't feel real probably to you. Yeah, while they were uh, getting we were getting debriefed, they they were really there to see if we're okay. We're not right. going to bring any diseases right. back to the states and things like that which was really, really important. We all agreed that thing. So we didn't see our loved ones or anything until uh, then they flew us to all our various ports, you know, so to speak. And uh, I was living in Florida, you know, time. So that's where I headed off to. (laughs) What was that like the first year after you Hmm. arrived back to Florida? I don't know. I I think I was 
uh, still back to normal. You quickly, think it was pretty quickly? quickly. Yeah. yeah, pretty quickly. I don't know why. Yeah, I did. Because uh, your mind was able to do yeah. your, your your faith. And now you you went on to regular business world. Yes, I did. And I got out of a lot of guys stayed in forever. And, right. Uh, so, I, in fact, I just interviewed real quick about three or four weeks ago. We had our 50th reunion being released. I, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lois. God bless and, her. Put oh, it on we there. were yeah. out in California. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, had, I wish they'd done it in Naples. So I would have been Yeah, California. Yeah. Yeah. I had to deal with that for a couple of weeks. Oh, but, yeah. Lordy. Yeah. So, anyhow, that. Uh, What's that like? Uh, I know you had a relationship with, with uh, Senator McCain. You told me uh-huh. that you guys talked yeah. over the years. And how did those conversations go? Good. Yeah. Yeah, of course he wasn't with us anymore. Right, you know? yeah. right, yeah. But yeah, no, not on this last one for yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But previously, oh, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely. Previously years, sure. yeah. We yeah. all did. Yeah. We all. In fact, this last time we were together, it was, you know, just like old times. Really. Just yeah, and it's um, amazing the yeah. stories you guys must have had. Yeah, and, and and it's really not fair to even try to ask what went on. Number one, and and not really fair to anybody to say that they can imagine what something like that's like. But yeah. you guys have that bond. Yep. it'll always be that bond and it's probably a bond that'll could never be duplicated you know yeah. The, yeah. it's just not that you ever want it to be but just yeah. you guys can look at each other and look in the eyes and say yeah we we, we went through some stuff yeah. and, and we're here today well wayne thank you so much for coming on this <laughs> podcast god bless you and uh you know like i said just just being in your presence and you know talking a little bit about this story and um i know talking to lois and everybody in our community, they're just so proud of you. And we're so happy that you're here. And uh, you mean so much to everybody. And you have such a great energy when you talk. <laughs> and just being around you is, is unbelievable. Well, thank you. I know you, you I know, know you can't. I, I know it's harder for you. But it's, it is, yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't really prepared like I normally am for it. Uh, yeah. You know, because I used to get talks all around. Yeah. Because I thought it might give people a lift. Yeah. But this is a great experience, you know, and it is a lift. <laughs> I mean, and if, if nothing else, it, it it gives people just a little insight of what, you know, yeah. the true a true hero is. And I know you, you probably like when you hear that, you're probably like, yeah, I've yeah. heard that before. But it yeah. truly means a lot to me. And I'm sure everybody listening is the same. Thank you so much for your service. I hope I didn't bore you too much. No, not at all. (laughs) All right, 239 Uncensored, everything Southwest Florida and beyond. And thank you, Wayne, Wayne Smith, great guy, legend living here in Naples. If you get a chance to see him out and about, make sure you go up and and talk to Wayne. We love you. Thanks, Wayne. Thank you. All right. We do a little fist pump in the middle. Yeah, Here we go. Thank you so much. Please make sure to download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And don't forget to like and share on social media. This has been a Studio 239 production. That was fun.